Hi, and welcome to episode 55 of the Knit Actually podcast. My name is Becky, and I'll be your host. Today's segments include actually finished, actually working, actually hand-dyed, and some reviews. So, finished objects. I have um, a really exciting finished object this week, and that is that I finished my Find Your Fate shawl. So this is a really popular shawl um, that a lot of people are working on. It's by Andrea Mowry. And the pattern calls for seven different um, fingering weight yarns. And the idea is that you kind of blend those together and um, and it fades <laughs> as it goes. And a lot of people are doing them in really beautiful different um different color sequences. Mine is uh, definitely a jewel tone set of yarns. And so I had four yarns that I used um, and I ended up using up really pretty much all of each of them. I did vary the pattern a little bit um, in order to do that. Um, but what I ended up doing was I had some uh, Nur, Nur Girl Knits Bounce and Stomp. Um, in a gray that has hints of blue in it. And then I had uh, my Gales Art Sock Blank uh, that I got at Rhinebeck. I had some Sunshine Yarns in a beautiful turquoise, and then I had some Madeline Tosh Sock in a colorway called Esoteric, which is kind of a, a teal with like hints of gray in it. So it's got a little bit of, um, it's a little darker, it has a little depth to it. Uh, and I really wanted to make sure that I used up every last bit of the sock blank. So what I did was the sock blank was the very first section of the shawl used up just a little bit. I think the pattern maybe said 80 yards or so of the first section. And then later on it was supposed to use, um, I think the section that I picked it for, it would have used 280 yards. And so what I ended up doing was just knitting until that was basically gone. I ended up with about an inch of sock blank left. Um, and so that was perfect, uh, in, in terms of the usage. And I just striped it with, um, the sunshine yarns. And normally, I don't know, it's like maybe you do six little stripes and she calls that kind of the color melting. So I just kept striping until I felt like I didn't have enough sock blank gift left to knit over and knit back and then and then I called it good. And I'm really happy with how it, it turned out. The sock blank gives it a beautiful pop of color. Mine was very um, jewel toned and so it had some turquoise and blue and kind of a green and then um, let's see maybe some like fuchsia kind of maybe a berry crush kind of a color. Um, and so really, really pretty, and it looks really great striped in. And then um, I knit with the Sunshine Yarns Blue, again, also until I basically ran out. I was sure I didn't have enough to do the stripe over and stripe back, and then um, and then joined the Esoteric back in. And then the last color, I ended up using um, that gray again, and uh, I probably have... Um, less than 100 yards left of that one too. So it worked out pretty perfectly um, in terms of using, you know, maximizing the use of those beautiful yarns. I had some really pretty yarns that I thought went really nicely together and I'm really happy with the end result. Um, I blocked it up and it is, in fact, enormous. Um, I, if you guys have seen pictures of people's, mine I laid out on the couch in my family room 
and uh, I had to kind of, so I could take a picture of it, and I had to kind of fold it in on itself a little bit just to even get it to fit on the couch. So it's really big. It's really beautiful. Um, it's going to be a super cozy piece. Like, I feel like the colors in it are really nice, and it's the type of thing that could um, that could really dress up an outfit, but also it's just really nice to kind of wrap up in because it's so big um, that you can really wrap it up good and... Um, it's a nice warm piece. So I am thrilled to have that done. It did start to feel a little bit on the long side. And I I had a little trouble um, sort of mapping out like the way it was turning out versus the schematic. Because I, I there's kind of a line that runs through it where you're increasing and decreasing along the center line. And that shifts as you're shifting the shawl. And for some reason I just felt in my head like I was, like I was knitting towards that being one of the points, and then that's not what the schematic looked like. I had myself a little confused, but I was like, trust the pattern. You know, she had gone back in. There was actually an update to the pattern, and it said um, that there were, you know, it would tell you, you know, after this section, you'll have this many stitches to the left and this many stitches to the right and that kind of thing. And so um, I was able to kind of map to that, although that wasn't the version that I had printed out. I could kind of check on Ravelry and make sure. And then, sure enough, it it worked out exactly as the schematic showed it. So I think um, I think it's really going to be a staple in my wardrobe. I think I'm going to get a lot of use out of it. I picked colors that I loved. Um, and it's fun to go back and see kind of how everybody else's are turning out. But I am really thrilled with that finished object. And that's the only thing that I finished because <laughs> I was knitting on it pretty exclusively. I really wanted to wrap it up. So um, So that's my only finished thing this time through actually working. Um, I do have a couple of fun things to talk about in the working section of the podcast today. So the main thing that I've been knitting on since the last time, since I finished the fade, um, is my Ravello sweater. And so that is a pullover. Um, I want to say it's by Isabel Kramer. Um, and it's a really cute, I had created myself a Ravelry bundle of different fingering weight sweaters with stripes because I'm just sort of really feeling that whole thing right now. I did the breathing space and I did True Friend, which both kind of use that, like use your great fingering yarns in fun ways. Um, and I, um, I created a board for myself of different ones of those, like a bundle, I guess they're called. And, um, was, I have kind of a list of them that I want to try to knit through. That one is on there. There's, um, Oh gosh, Laneway by Vera Valimaki. That's another one that's on my list. I have yarn picked out for that one. And that one's cute because it's almost, it's like a tunic length. So it's like really cute. You could wear it with leggings or whatever. Um, and that one is definitely on my my up and coming list for sure. But um, but Ravello is just a really simple um, top down um raglan sleeved pullover but it's got really cute striping in it so at the top you do um you do one color and then I think in the sample it's actually like one color then you stripe in a second color and then the bottom is a third color mine I am knitting just um the top the top color is um some hedgehog fibers that I bought at Fancy Tiger over the summer and then uh, my second color is some yarn that I dyed from the Sarah Air class that I took on Craftsy, which was professional yarn dyeing at home. So Sarah Air is the 
dyer behind um, cephalopod yarns, and in the end of that class, she gives you some recipes, and I had dyed two of the recipes. One was um, Purple Soldier Fly, and I knit myself just kind of a little t-shirt out of that, and then this one I wanted to try to make into a larger sweater, so I was looking for something something striped, right, because I have two skeins that I dyed, and it's called um, Phoenix Butterfly, and so I used, like, um, fluorescent fuchsia and some yellow, and it's a like a glazed technique, and so it's a very, very vibrant pink that goes to almost like a bright coral, and there's definitely pieces of it that I feel like in the variegation it it goes a little bit orange, but not in a bad way, and it's a really beautiful, vibrant pink that I have, and I have two skeins of that. So um, I finished the uh, all the I'm all the way finished with the the raglan increases. I've separated for the sleeves. When I go back to the sleeves, you knit no, more stripes on the sleeves than you do on the body. I think on the body, I only it only called to knit four sets of stripes. Um, and then you and then you knit just stockinette in the round in the main color and the main color is that pink so um, it's really fun it's coming along really well um, I think I'm about halfway done with the um, the knitting from the underarm you know to the hem um, so I'm hoping that to make some pretty good progress on that this weekend my kiddos have a long weekend from school. So I suspect we're going to be watching movies and doing some stuff like that over the next couple of days. They both have big school projects due, so sometimes that frees me up some weekend knitting time that I don't always get because they're busy. Um, and so I'm pretty thrilled with it, and I'm hoping to still be able to wear it before it gets too warm. Since it's a fingering weight piece, I think it'll be really versatile. And I really, as much as, much as fingering weight sweaters are an awful lot of work, um, they sure fit nicely into my wardrobe. So I'm definitely noticing that, that like breathing space, I wear it a lot. True friend, I wear a lot. Um, I have a cute Brooklyn Tweed hoodie that I think is called Ease. Um, and I wear that one a lot. I wear my boxy a lot. So I feel like, um, the fingering weight sweater kick is really going to continue. And frankly, I have a lot of fingering weight sweater quantities that I haven't used from the, um, the Madeline Tosh sweater club that I used to do. Um, and so I'm always sort of in need of projects that use up that kind of quantity of yarn. So I, I think there's definitely some fingering weight sweaters in my future. Um, I have a couple other things that I'm working on. So the first thing that I'm knitting on while I talk to you guys is one of the patterns from uh, Interpretations for. So I ordered, while I was at Stitches, I ordered from Pom Pom Quarterly um, a paper copy of Interpretations for because if you order the paper copy or if you buy the paper copy, you know, I, I, get, I think Fancy Tiger has them. Somebody said on Instagram last night. But if you buy the paper copy, then you get the ebook copy included. And I would have sworn I had done that with one of the interpretations collections before, although it might have just been that I did that on one of my, maybe I bought Pom Pom one time. I'm not looking at my bookshelf and I'm not seeing another interpretations book. Um, but I like having it that way because then I've got the book to kind of ogle and, and enjoy. And then um, I also have the electronic copy so that if I want to just print something out on paper, it's not the easiest thing to knit 
from the little book. I'm used to getting either from my iPad or from like loose paper. So, um, anyways, I cast on last night, um, one of the shawls from, uh, Interpretations 4, and it is the shawl called Fly Away Twist. So this is one of the Vera Valimaki patterns, and if I look, um, the word from interpretations that it represents is direction. And it's funny because the other one in here is the other one that I'm most excited to knit, and that's that Easter West pullover that I bought yarn for its stitches. So um, I cast this one on because I have some beautiful review yarn, and I wanted to work with it a little bit before I published the review. And so I have a skein of Manostil Uruguay Milo. And this is a new fingering weight yarn from them. Uh, Fairmount Fibers is the distributor in North America, and they're the ones who provided me with the yarn to review. And I talked about this a little bit on a past episode, I think, when it showed up. Um, but Manostil Uruguay is pretty cool because it is a nonprofit that assembles women in cooperatives throughout Uruguay and they um, it provides economic and social opportunities to rural women is what it says. And so it's pretty, pretty awesome, um, just that mission. And I have, um, the color is Potosi, I think, P-O-T-O-S-I. Um, it's a lovely gray and the the sample in the book is a gray with then kind of a really beautiful electric orange color as the um, as the contrast color. I am knitting this with some Madeline Tosh, uh, Tosh Merino Light that has been in my stash for three or four years, waiting for the right project. I think I actually, I think I actually bought it thinking it was going to be socks, um, not really thinking through the fact that it's a single. And so it was not going to make good socks at all. And I don't have the colorway. I'm going to try to look it up on Eat Sleep Knit while I talk to you guys. But um, I don't, the colorway is kind of a beautiful chartreuse with, um, with some gold in it. And I wanted to say that maybe it's filigree, but I think filigree is a different, similar one that I actually have a sweater quantity in. Um, and so anyways, I, I seem to have lost the tag cause it's old stash, but I thought that would be a really beautiful, um, contrast to this, this nice gray that I have. And so let's see a little bit more about the yarn. It is 65% merino wool and 35% linen. So it's a really nice blend. I have knit with merino linen blends in the past. For example, I have a couple of sweaters in Madeline Tosh dandelion, which I really like. Um, this is a heavier linen content, I think, than that. I think that one might only be 10% linen. And one of the things that I think is really nice about this yarn is sometimes the linen blends um, kind of impact the way that the dye adheres, so you end up with almost like a like a tweedy look. Um, and this does not look that way at all. It's very consistent in terms of the color, um, and I think it's gorgeous. So I've knit pretty fair amount of the first section of the shawl, um, which is just the main color. And then later it's going to be brioche, you guys. So be prepared for some uh, knitting attacks, I guess there. But, um, but 
Um, I'm really happy with the hand of it. It's knitting up really nicely. It's not at all splitty. Um, in the in the hank, I felt like there were some places where there were sort of long strands of the linen, but I'm not at all noticing that now as I as I knit it up. I'm really excited to see how it's going to block um, because I think that the hand of it is just very nice, and it's nice and um, I don't want to I don't know. I don't want to use the word sturdy, but it is a really nice hardy, maybe is the right word, um, yarn. It just feels like very, like it's going to wear very durably, um, which I think is really great. So um, I'm very excited about this one. Like I said, it's a it's a new base for the Manel Still Uruguay um, yarn. That's a pretty easy yarn to find, at least around here. I have a pretty easy time finding it in local shops. I know that Gypsy Wool in Boulder carries this yarn. Um, I'm trying to think who else does. I don't. I don't think Longwood Yarn Shop does. Um, but anyways, I I have knit with their yarns before and always been very happy with it. And this is no exception. I think it's a really great yarn. So if you're looking for something that's not entirely wool, um, I would highly recommend checking this one out. My mom does not love wool. Um, and so I am, um, always on the lookout with, for something that I think is high quality, but as a lower wool content. Um, so I'm just going to look really quickly one more place and see if I can find that colorway for you guys. Nope. It's not working out. Okay. Well, anyways, um, I'll keep looking and it may actually be that this is a discontinued colorway. So perhaps that's not that interesting anyways. Um, but I wanted to um, share the review with you guys about this Middle Still Uruguay Milo. And uh, again, high recommendation for me. And I'll keep you guys posted as I make progress on this shawl and, you know, how it blocks up and how it wears and all of that. But very, very, very lovely first impression. So that's the second thing that's on my needle. The other thing that I'm kind of... Um, needing to refocus my energy on are these baby gifts for my cousin's baby. So I'm knitting two things from the Mad Color book by Tin Can Knits, which was a book I reviewed a couple episodes ago that I really enjoyed. Um, and so the first thing that I'm knitting is the Polygon Blanket. And I um, I am knitting that in some Knit Picks Mighty Stitch. So that's their I think it's like 15% wool, 85% acrylic, something close to that blend. Um, and I just bought kind of a rainbow of colors with a gray for the border. And I'm very excited about that um, project. I, I have lost a little speed because I really did want to finish my fade. Um, basketball season is over, which actually is nice because I'm having a, a Saturday by myself today without any um, basketball commitments. Um but I I need to kind of pick my momentum back up on that. I think I've got about 20 um, polygons done, hexagons done. So that's coming along. Um, but I need time to assemble it and knit the border and all of that. And then I also am knitting the baby um, a sweater from that book. And it's called Spotlight. And so this is a really cute yoked sweater with color work in the yoke. And they kind of look like little um, little arrows. And so the base of my sweater is going to be 
um, a light gray. It's also knit picks because I, I do feel like the knit picks yarns are good for baby knits. They don't get to wear them for very long, and so I feel like um, I feel like it's not a great idea to invest a ton of money in a baby knit. So this one is yeah, knit picks. Swish DK, which is their superwash merino, very, very, very soft. And I got Dove Heather for the gray, which is a nice light gray. And then I got three contrast colors, bright neon colors for the little arrows. And I have in here Pickle Juice, which is a very neon yellowy green. And then Vibrant Violet, which is exactly what it sounds like and Pucker, which is the bright pink. And so we're not 100% certain that Baby is a girl. <laughs> um, and that Pucker color um, is probably not something a little boy would wear. Um, but I don't really care. And my aunt seems pretty convinced um, the placenta is in the way. So they can't quite tell what Baby's going to be, but they're pretty sure um, that Baby is a girl. And um, so I'm just going to go for it. And... I am planning to bring that with me on my spring break trip with the kiddos. We leave very soon for our trip to Hawaii, and um, that's going to be my trip knitting. I feel like that's the type of project. It won't be huge, um, so I think I can work on it on the flights, and they are long flights um, back and forth to Hawaii, so um, it's more interesting than socks. Um, and she, my aunt's very excited. It's, this is their first grandchild, and so I really want to get this sweater um, and the blanket ready to go and in the mail to them so that they um, they have it for the baby. I don't remember when her shower is, but I'm hoping to maybe have it have it ready for then. So that one, that's a couple of things that, um, that are maybe not on the needles right this minute, but certainly... Um, Certainly will be soon. And then the last thing, well, that's not the last thing. I always say the last thing. I have a million things, right? Um, I'm trying to work on what I'm bringing on the trip. So I will bring the sweater, um, and I will bring some socks. I bought some Biscuit and C uh, yarn for my birthday that, that I had in mind to be knitting on the trip. And so that's in their colorway cactus, and it's like, orange and green and blue self-striping it's really cute I feel like it'll be feel really tropical and beachy when I am there and I'm excited about that and then I um I also am gonna bring Jack's Hufflepuff socks in the hopes that I could finish those while I'm gone I don't think I will bring Ben's Gryffindor hat because because then I'm just getting crazy we're not going to be there as long as we were last year because we're just going for spring break this time um and then the socks, the sweater, and then I may bring a shawl. Um, and I had a couple of different ideas for shawls that I wanted to bring. Um, I do like the idea because we do go and stay at my parents' place, which they very generously let us use every year. Um, I like the idea of knitting something for my mom while I'm there. So I have another review yarn, which is a cotton linen blend. Um from a company called Mango Moon, and I was thinking about knitting that into an Imagine When shawl, which is a Hokey Locatelli. I have 500 yards of um, that yarn, and so I was looking for a shawl that would use up kind of exactly that amount. I do feel like a single skein shawl 
is a little small to wear, and I knit her um, a small-ish shawl last year for Mother's Day, and I, I think she finds it difficult to wear. So my goal is to knit her a slightly larger shawl. This one's got a lot of lace in it, so I think it'll block up really nicely and block up a little bigger. Um, and so I'm, I may bring that on the trip and um, give that to her for Mother's Day um, as a thank you for letting us stay at their beautiful place in Hawaii. So that's another thing that's um, that's nearing being on my needles. Um, and then the last thing that I am thinking about right now is um, my oldest son is getting ready to go on his eighth grade trip to Washington, D.C. So I feel like that's kind of like this great, cool rite of passage. It's really crazy to me that he's old enough to do this. We picked a high school this week, um, which which is crazy to me that we're ready to do that. But um, he's been, you know, fundraising all year for this trip and planning on it since I think we started planning for it at the end of seventh grade. So really, it's been a year in the making and he's getting very excited. And the teacher that takes them is the eighth grade social studies teacher at his school and she's lovely um and I've really enjoyed getting to know her through kind of some of the fundraising that I've been doing for them whatever so um we we had parent teacher conferences this week and we talked about we talked to her about the trip and then we started to talk about Hamilton and how excited she is to maybe see Hamilton and um so I thought, well, maybe I should make her a Hamilton hat because my friend Emily Straw from the Knitting Butterflies podcast has a fantastic and very popular pattern called the Hamilton hat. Um, and a lot of people have knit them. And so she really cleverly um, picked excerpts from the lyrics from the songs. And I have not yet um, gotten quite into the Hamilton thing. I feel like once I see it, I'm probably going to be super into it. Um, but anyways, I hadn't knit one yet. Uh, and I just thought, oh, wouldn't that make a nice gift for um, the teacher? And it's, it's such a cute hat. She's got the lyrics and then she's got um, like a star at the top, which I think is a really clever color work and like use of the the decreases at the top of the hat to um, add a design element. So I'm going to probably end up dyeing up some yarn for that. I thought it might be fun if one of the yarns was sparkly. Um, and I was texting Emily the other day to kind of say, okay, so of all the ones that you've knit, because she has now knit a bunch of these, and of all the ones you've seen people knit, what is your favorite color combination? And so I'm just kind of trying to decide. I really like her sample, which was knit, kind of to look like parchment, so it's kind of a natural yarn, and then black, um, but a lot of people have done things to kind of emulate the um, uniforms that they wear in the play, and so like there's a blue and gold, so I'm just trying to decide on colorways. They leave April 30th, so I'd have about six weeks, and I, I know that Emily's been able to knit these up pretty quickly, and I feel like it's only about 300 yards of yarn. So I may try to dye something up this weekend and, and have that kind of ready to go. I printed the charts the other day, and so I'm just kind of starting to, to get that together in my head. So I think that's it for um, for sort of active and upcoming projects, but a lot of fun stuff on my needles right now. I'm definitely in that 
you know, post stitches, I just want to, I just want to cast on all the things. Um, I, my, my knitting time has been a little bit, um, I don't know if I'm feeling like it's been a little bit limited. My evenings have been busy. I've been having to work a bit in the evenings to keep up. And, um, and then the fade was just a lot of work. So I, I am kind of feeling like I've been a less productive knitter lately and I want to kind of get that mojo back. So I, there's just a lot of stuff that I would love to, um, to be working on. So that's it for this segment. Actually hand dyed. So I came back from stitches very, 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 um, inspired and motivated and, and wanting to do some dyeing, um, to, uh, just kind of, you know, you see all those beautiful yarns and, and it really just kind of gets you excited and, and inspired and whatever. So I had a couple things in mind that I wanted to die for. There were several things coming out of there that I wanted to cast on. One was this flyaway twist. One was the Easter West sweater. Um, and so I have yarns for both of those. One of the things I shopped for at Stitches and I just, I think I just had you know, like there were too many good options, um, was the monochrome cowl, which is also from, um, interpretations for, and this is one of the Hohi Locatelli patterns. And it's very similar to the three color cashmere cowl. That's been so popular for a couple of years now. And also the peeping cowl, which was in last year's interpretations, which was basically a four color cashmere cowl. So this one is knit with just one color, this is from the hidden inspiration word, and it calls for, I think it's like 720, 740 yards of fingering weight yarn. Um, and I was looking, when I was at Stitches, I was trying to decide, did I want something with a speckle? Because I thought that could be cool. Did I want to just go with like a bold color? Um, I really was infatuated with this blue that I bought from Neighborhood Fiber Company. And I thought maybe I would try to kind of do my own sort of variation on that. And that's where I ended up going. So uh, I'm thrilled with how this yarn turned out. It turned out really, really well. Um, so I got two skeins of uh, just the platinum sock that is kind of the one that I always keep around um, when I want to play around with dyeing. And, sorry guys, I just spilled yogurt on myself. Um, I'm a mess. Um, so I got two skeins of that, and I wanted to kind of play with the glazing technique from the Sarah Air class. And also I had, I had done that, um, the Felicia Lowe book that I had reviewed a couple weeks ago. You know, she kind of talked about the difference of, um, results when you blend colors together versus when you blend colors kind of in the pot with the yarn and, and, um, as you're dying, kind of glaze the yarn with different colors. So I, um, I started out by, um, kettle dyeing both of these with a colorway called purple pop, which is just a really great sort of fluorescent, uh, pinky purple. And so I did both of them with one, what I had thought I was going to do is both of the skeins with one, um, trip through the dye. I was going to say coat, like it's paint. It's not paint. Um, but, um, one trip through the dye pots with that and then, uh, extreme blue, which is a great 
bright, bold blue. And then I was thought I was going to do the purple again. And when I got it in the pots, the purple looked great. I put in the blue. And then it was really, the purple was still sort of the color that was coming through the most. So I ended up actually doing a second, um, second dye with the blue. And I'm really happy with how this yarn turned out. It's not quite as deep as the... Neighborhood Fiber Company yarn that I bought, and that's okay because I wasn't really trying to like copy that. Um, but it and um, it definitely has more of a purple sheen to it. Sheen, I don't know if that's the right word, I need to work on my color vocabulary. Um, but, anyways, it's beautiful. The colorway that it reminds me of is one of my favorites from Madeline Tosh, and that is a colorway that they have called Vishnu which I actually own a sweater quantity of that in the Pashmina base that I love so much. I bought that because the base and the colorway were both being discontinued and then they were on sale, I think, from Jimmy Beans. So I snatched that up and I haven't haven't done anything except swatch with it, um, although I keep the swatch um, on my desk and I use it as a coaster for my tea um, because I love it so much. And so I see that color pretty much every day. Um, and apparently that's what was in my head. So I'm, I'm really pleased with it. It's really fun for me to be able to have, you know, I feel like my skills have gotten to a point where I can have a picture in my head of what I want to have happen. And then I can get out my, my stuff and monkey around for a couple hours on a Sunday and come up with a yarn that actually looks like what I intended and what the picture in my head was. So that's, that's pretty great. Um, and so the other thing that I wanted to do some dyeing for was a cowl that they had in the, also in the Neighborhood Fiber Company booth, so I guess you can tell that that was a big inspiration point for me. Um, it's called the Yipes Stripes Cowl, and it's just a cute cowl that does lots of different things in terms of, you know, different ways of um, striping colors and different, different color work techniques to... Um, to put together this cute cowl and they had all these different kits for it and there was one kit that I that I really liked and then I saw a similar kit of colors in Dragonfly Fibers booth and I thought what I really would like would be kind of a combination of the two. So these were mostly blues um, although I think the one in Neighborhood Fiber Company also had kind of some red and um, then the one at Neighborhood Five, or, well, who was it? One of them was mostly blues and then with some yellow. Anyways, the point is that there was some yellow. And so I, it's five colors, and I grabbed some DK weight yarn. So I had bought some minis in a DK weight the last time that I ordered yarn to dye with. And I think the base is called Crazy Eights. Um, and so they are like 53 yards per mini. Um... And I ended up dyeing 10 little minis, sort of two each of five colors. So I did some navy blue. Um, it came out a little bit darker than I wanted it to. Not necessarily in a bad way, but it is it is navy verging on black um, for sure. Uh, very, very dark. But it's, it's pretty. It turned out really good. Then I did the extreme blue, and I just did extreme blue. And I made sure that when I when I mixed the dye for all of these, um, 
that I really mixed it very saturated. So they're all very um, deep saturated colors. So that extreme blue by itself, and that's another thing that's kind of fun is I have some yarn that I dyed in just that color, and then I have the yarn that I dyed kind of with the glazing. So it's cool to look at those side by side from the same weekend. I did Caribbean blue, which is my sort of favorite go-to turquoise, um, and that one turned out great, um, and it's just a very rich, deep color um, of that. And then um, silver gray, and again, very saturated, so that's one that I play with a lot to get sort of different grays, and this is a nice um, sort of true charcoal gray. Um, it does look very kettle dyed, so kind of very heathered, which is great. Um, and then the last one was kind of the one where I really wanted to play around and have some fun. And so one of the minis that I saw at the show was this yellow, um, and it was like a really pretty golden yellow, and then it was um, glazed and kind of over-dyed where parts of it had been over-dyed with orange. Um, and so it's got this really pretty kind of like flame feel to it. Um, and so I grabbed some yellows and some oranges to kind of play around. The first one that I grabbed was a yellow that's called Golden Straw. So I, I just, you know, dyed that one straight up, kettle dyed it in the, in the pot with Golden Straw. And that one had a bit of a greenish hue to it. Um, I thought I had one that was like sunshine yellow or yellow sun or something like that 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 was where I wanted to start I couldn't if I have that one I couldn't find it so I started with this this straw color um and then when it was clear that that was not quite what I was looking for I went back downstairs and I got I have like a fluorescent yellow um and so I dyed over that with that color and that really um, brought it out to be the color that I, that I wanted it to be, um, which was kind of a beautiful golden yellow. And then I have an orange that's called Blazing Orange, and so I took the yarn out of the pot, I held kind of the ends completely out of the pot so that they would stay yellow, and then I over-dyed parts of the skeins with the orange. And it turned out exactly like the picture in my head. So that was another, like, big success for me. I was super happy about that one. I think it's really cute. I think the cowl is going to be gorgeous. Um, and I was just really proud of myself for kind of, you know, starting out with a plan and, and seeing how far I could get. And I, I felt like I got um, pretty close to exactly the results that I wanted. So that was pretty cool and pretty fun. The cat's rubbing her head on the iPad. Mama. Yeah. I'm saying hi. <laughs> so, um, so that is, um, that is that. That is my hand-dyed adventures for this week. Okay, guys, so the last thing that I have for you today is a really cool review that I am very excited about. So, um, the folks at Stitchcraft Marketing send out requests on a pretty regular basis for, um, things they'd like people to review. Um, and I got a really cool one right before Stitches that I was pretty excited about, and that is... Um, the Love and Leche Lotion Bars. So these are beautiful lotion bars that are handmade in New Mexico. I did see these guys at um, Stitches. They always had a nice long line at their booth, which was exciting and awesome for them. Um, 
And they sent me two gorgeous lotion bars. So um, the first one I got to choose my scent. And I chose lavender mint, which I was really, really excited about. Lavender and mint are two essential oils I almost always keep in my own house. Um, and I haven't ever used them together in anything. And so, um, so I was excited to kind of try that. And the, um, the scent is gorgeous, really nice, strong scent, not overpowering, but, um, but I feel like the scent really does come through, uh, quite nicely. Um, and the thing that I like the most about these lotion bars is they're, they're beautiful. <laughs> they're almost, um, you know, so pretty that you, uh, that you feel funny using them, but, um, they must work, they work with a local artist and they took a photo of two sheep with their foreheads pressed together. And then in the materials they sent me, they had, they kind of showed how that went from a photo to a sketch to an actual like mold for the, um, the lotion bar. So instead of it just being like a plain disc, it's got this beautiful picture of these sheep, um, on it. And in addition to the one that I requested, then they sent along a second sample, um, sort of of their choice of scent. And so it was a mini, um, lotion bar. And that one is in a scent called lemongrass. So that one I just set on my desk, um, this week and all week, my hands get very dry in the winter. I especially find that my hands get very dry kind of right in between my fingers um, and regular lotion doesn't necessarily do a good job with that. So I've been taking this little disc of lemongrass and then kind of just rubbing it in between my fingers and I'm noticing a pretty great difference in terms of um, clearing that up on my skin. So that's pretty awesome. These are all natural ingredients. Um, and so it's got, um, beeswax, coconut oil, almond oil, uh, calendula and essential oil. So really nice, um, really nice stuff. I'm using right, right now while I talk to you guys, the lavender mint one. And so I just used the bottom <laughs> so that I wouldn't ruin the picture of the sheep right away. Um, and I really like it. The other thing that I noticed is, you know, I was keeping this one on my desk and I was working, um, on my Ravello this week. And, um, then when I picked it up later in the day, it, um, it still kind of smelled faintly of lemon, which was really nice. I'm on kind of a lemon kick at the moment. So, um, so I really, really like them. Uh, I think they're very high quality. I have used other lotion products and talked about other lotion products on the podcast in the past, and this is definitely um, comparable in terms of quality. I do think the scent is a little bit more um, present, uh, but like I said, not overpowering, and so I think that's really nice too because if you're going to use a scented lotion, you might as well really get some scent out of it. And so I, I would say I highly recommend them. They did offer, um, a coupon code for you guys, which is a really great deal. And so, um, through May the 1st, if you go to loveandleche.com, which I will link in the show notes and you put in the, uh, the coupon code knit actually, they will send you with your $14 purchase of the big, um, lotion bar, which again is the one that I have, they will send you the second small one for free. So, um, 
so that's pretty much exactly what I got. And frankly, if that if that's what you get for fourteen dollars, I feel like it's a tremendous value. I think it's going to last a very long time. Um, and like I said, it's making a noticeable difference in my skin. So um, check them out. Thank you again to Love and Leche for the the lotion bars to sample. I'm very pleased with them, and uh, I hope that you guys check them out and enjoy them as well. Okay, guys, that's it for this time. Kind of a quick episode, but I hope you enjoyed it. I really appreciate you guys listening in and um, hanging out with me today. Uh, if you are looking to connect with me, the show notes are always available at knitactuallypodcast.com. Um, you can also follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook as Knit Actually Podcast or on Twitter as just at, at Knit Actually. Um, and... As always, if you guys enjoy the podcast and have the time to drop into iTunes and just give a quick review, that would be fantastic. It means a lot to me, and it helps people to um, find the podcast if they're looking for um, content about knitting. So anyways, thank you guys again for hanging out, and until I talk to you again, happy knitting! Happy knitting!